Welcome back to the Burst and Bloom podcast. I am Dylan Matrano. And I'm Guy Capslacha the Third. Boom. And we are here today with Jim Ryu. Hello, Jim. Howdy, friends. Do you remember this album? Yes, I, I will, I, yes. I do, yes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I, I forget which songs were on this album compared to my first record. Actually, I've been trying to work out some songs for the gig coming up and trying to, you know, spread across all the records. And Yeah, Kittery Dance Hall, January 12th. Come on out. So this is your second uh, record as Jim Ryu, correct? Yes, yeah. And this came out in 2018, so it was just about five years ago. Um, what did you, what were you trying to do with this album? How did you conceive of it? I was trying to, as far as my my first record was very much a kind of a storytelling record. And I think I wanted to make a record that was more, um, that leaned more into like the poetic side of my writing. Um, yeah, and you've always written written poems as well as being a songwriter. So yeah. you're trying to incorporate more of that style in the songs. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to go for something a little denser and a little more um, abstract. A lot of the songs started with questions, like almost like philosophical questions that I that I could only answer through weird images and do you remember what any of those questions were yeah um one of them was why can't we be friends with love ah do you remember what what song that is on the album uh that's come on in actually maybe we'll uh just give that a quick quick listen sure
sweet stuff and uh it's it's great that you got laura fox and whitney roy to sing on that how did how did that come about um i guess i just asked them (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i I, uh well i i've always admired laura's stuff and she's the one who suggested whitney i did i mean i knew whitney from around but it was really laura who sort of sort of invited whitney along because they work so well together in yeah, terms they're, of harmonizing. Their harmonizing is impeccable. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and you played some trumpet. That was uh, an early instrument for you, right? Yeah. That was something I learned on my own. I I don't know. I uh, had a dream once that I would, that I played trumpet. And so I had to get a trumpet and figure it out. That was in, in, you when you were in Atlanta? When I was in Atlanta, yeah, yeah. You taught yourself to play the trumpet? Taught myself to play the trumpet, yeah. That seems really hard. It took a while to actually make a noise that sounded like music, <laughs> but yeah. Sweet. Wow. Can you remember what some of the things you were listening to or some music that might have influenced the making of this at the time? Um, I would say at this time I was probably listening to a lot of, uh, probably probably Damien Gerardo. Nice. Uh Particularly the uh, the uh, Richard Swift stuff. Yeah, those albums are so dense and yeah, rich storytelling. Yeah, and even though I was trying to get well, yeah, he kind of broke away from the storytelling on some of those records. Like the, yeah. he got a little more sort of mystical and. Um, so I was inspired by that kind of the denseness of the lyrics. Yeah, I believe he had a, a religious experience in Florida that precipitated those those albums. Right. Yeah. Seems like something happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saw <laughs> the God. Wild in the album covers. Floridian and, Ocean. Yeah. 
So, Guy, you played Ebo guitar on that song as what? well. What? Me? According yes. to the liner notes. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember yeah. doing that? Uh, I do, yeah. I think I think a lot of the recording started here, and then we brought those tracks over to the Electric Cave in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and worked with Mark McElroy, who always makes things sound sound better. Is that, is that right, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I did all my vocals here. And some basic tracks, and then I'd bring it into Mark. And my first record, I did most of the recording all at the cave, but this one I did more here on my own first. So for people listening, here is is a small converted garage in yeah. Jim's backyard in Kittery, Maine, uh, that is just full of instruments. There's there's two full drum sets in here and lots of guitars and pianos and other instruments. And it's just this cozy little spot where Jim has frequent um, jam sessions. Is that fair to sure. say? Sure. And teaches, yeah. teaches drums here. Teaches drums, yeah. So if you need some drum lessons, Jim Ryu <laughs> is your guy. Get in touch. Yeah. So. yeah. I recorded some of the drums on this record in here uh, as well. Um and some at the cave, so it was kind of a mix. Yeah, and a whole whole lot of singers on there. There's uh, Seth Gooby is, yeah, is singing, Seth and Emma Vashon and Sierra yeah. Nelson are all on there. It's a, yeah. quite a mix of folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, Seth was on my first record, too, and uh, I wanted to get him on this one. Yeah, he's got some moves. His falsetto is just divine, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I think it's the the first song that um, he sings on, the first song on the album, and uh, just does some some warbling at the end. That's really yeah, the outro is really yeah, really really shines. And Seth is a member of Landladies, another First in Bloom band. Yep, and Breakfast Song, and performs on his own as well. I think Jim started a, a record with Seth that never got completed, as did I. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I was just listening to a record that I was like, this sounds like what I would like Seth to make for a record. <laughs> it's very soulful. Uh, what's his name? James something McMorrow, you know, like James Vincent McMorrow? Mm, don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. So were there there other songs that you wanted to talk about specifically that you can remember the writing or recording process? Uh, yeah, I think Ancient Word is probably the one that the most happened to it in the studio. So I think it's an interesting track for that yeah. reason. And how was that for you where, where things change and, and morph and maybe get a little out of your, your control? I, I love it, yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's, it's great. And, and really Mark sort of was the spearhead of doing the whole sort of introduction to the song. Um, it's a fairly short song lyrically. Right. Um, so we wanted to give it a little more gravitas with kind of an, in, you know, an, an intro. And so Mark just like layered and layered all these synths and stuff. It sounded great. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really, I, I like that song a lot, but it's one of my, one of my favorite on the record, actually. And Great. then there's sort of a breakdown part um, where I do a little piano figure that I... The one time I like actually like my piano part. <laughs> but. I love your piano parts. Well, let's give that one a listen. Yeah. 
time trying to find a rhyme for nothing But you came near, whispered in my ear, stop hunting Go it alone, gonna break my bones on a dream When it gets worse, I'll stay my course, you'll Probably break before I bend. It's all so inexpressible. I can't pretend. That was Ancient Word by Jim Ryu from the album Yes, I Will, Yes. Oh, great stuff. Really fun fun to hear that. And while we were listening, you were telling us about a little bit of the, the making of that. And uh, yeah, I love the, where the piano comes in. And yeah, it just has a really slinky, slinky, dreamy, dreamy feel. Great. Well, is there anything you're, you're remembering about it when you, you listen back? Does it transport you in time in, in some way? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think just, you know, like I said, Mark's uh, doing that big synth intro was, uh, and he, we also used a, an electronic beat in the beginning there, mm. and then I sort of played over the top of that and kind of came in. Um, I remember, I mean, when I, I came in there, I pretty much had a pretty straightforward entrance and 
it just really changed all that. And I think it, it gave the song a lot more dynamics and and feel. Yeah, Mark McElroy is a is a genius. Do you look him up to record your projects over at the Electric Cave because he makes everything sound better. I know he's been doing a lot of work with people bringing things in from home and then yeah. building from there. So, would you like to talk about this album cover, Jim? Yeah, I feel like this is this is one of the album covers that is so like closely tied in with yeah, c- the, can, the music. Can you describe it to us, Dylan? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so. This is a painting by Peter Donovan. Donovan, yeah. Um, and it it has what I understand to be James Joyce yes. without a face, but in the place of his face, there's uh, the, the galaxy or the universe. And then there's this sort of hummingbird peering into that abyss. And there's, then there's this lion-faced winged creature riding a horse in, in the background. Um, it's very colorful, sort of like a stained glass feel to it um did, did you give peter any direction when you asked him no to i mean the, the interesting thing is that the name of the record is from peter i mean he didn't name the record but if it wasn't for peter it would never been called yes i will yes i i didn't have really a a working title i, th- I think uh i don't remember but anyway peter yeah he just pretty much listened to the record and uh, made that painting, and the James Joyce was immediately recognizable to me. And I started thinking about, and he said something to me like that the whole album just reminded him of like uh, uh, kind of the, the uh, challenges of, of, a, of a poet trying to articulate the world in some way, yeah. and James Joyce being this sort of archetypal kind of poet, writer, figure. And it got me thinking about Joyce, and particularly, um, you know, his 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 famous book Ulysses, which the last line in that book is "Yes, I will, yes," which is also this. It's the character Molly Bloom is sort of realizing that she wants to, in fact, live. She's kind of like finally saying yes. It's this moment of sort of passion, and um, where she's basically saying yes to life and. And I think a lot on a lot of stuff on this record is, you know, you know, not. I wouldn't say there's like direct references to suicide, although you know they're there for sure. But I mean, there is like a struggle with sort of coming to terms with loss and death, and so um, it's it's not a yes I will yes kill myself. It's a yes I will live. Yes, it's a <laughs> yes I will yes I will I will. Despite all this, I will. There's you know there's. Uh, that quote from um, that other Irish writer, what takes his name? Uh, the, the the waiting for Godot guy. What's mm, his name? Yeah, Beckett. Samuel Beckett. Samuel Beckett. Yes, Samuel Beckett. Um, I can't go on. I'll go on. Sure. You know, that yeah. Quote. Great. Um, well, thanks for making this beautiful record, and thanks for being a part of the Burst and Bloom family. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Shall we go out on a song? Sure. Want to pick one to listen to at the end, Jim? How about Pam's song? That has a lot of the cover stuff on it. Great. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Thank you.
tried a little. 